0: Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So last week we we uh, we we excuse me the beginning of this month we started a series called Different. We've been looking at um, the writing of Peter uh, to the early persecuted Christians of Rome, and we looked at First Peter um, chapter one. And week one we looked at firstly that God's called us to have different faith through the trials that we face. Amen. We can't really compare our trials today so much so to the trials that they had back then. And next week, Rachel. Rachel is preaching next Sunday morning, and I love Rachel's preaching. How old are you, young lady? 21. Wow. So she'll be preaching next week and talking more about persecution and what these people face. But week one was looking at that different faith through trials. Then last week, we looked at having different values in an unholy culture. And I felt that the Holy Spirit really challenged us about some of our values uh, in our homes and, and uh, with what we watch, what we speak, etc. Today our topic is this, and we've been talking um, unremarkably, but we've been talking quite a bit about it this morning. We've used the word calling a number of times this morning, just in communion and in some words that we've been speaking over people. But our topic today is a, a different calling in a dark world, a different calling in a dark world. And I want to ask you today, how many of you would be excited or overwhelmed uh, with anticipation if you realize that God was calling you to do something specific? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. I know that you're all putting your hand up on the inside. I know that you're doing that. I know. But I wonder how many would say things like, I'm completely in. I want to know what God's calling me to do. I want to to talk about that today, about how God is going to call us. He's going to set you apart to do something that is different. Amen? God's called all of us. And one of the things that we've noticed as we've been going through 1 uh, Peter, um, especially in the first few chapters, we see it if you read through First Peter, Peter uses a few phrases continually. And the phrases are this, he uses the word call, uh, he uses the word calling, or he also uses the word called, and he uses those words over and over and over again. And the thought is this, whenever you recognize that you've been chosen or called, to do something, it builds anticipation, it emboldens you, it empowers you, amen? And we want to look this morning at a different calling that God's calling us to this morning. I remember uh, when I finished Bible college, come straight out of Bible College, back in uh, back in that time. I'd say how long ago? It was a long, long time ago. But come out of Bible College, didn't quite know where to go, but felt like I was called to go to Newcastle. Now, if you've you went to Newcastle all those years ago, Newcastle is nothing uh, what it is today than what it was 20 years ago. Newcastle, coming from Port Macquarie and Brisbane, Newcastle was a dead set hole. It's a terrible place. I remember, um, you know, uh, li- li- uh, moved into a, a little uh, house in Wickham, which is uh, the inner suburb. It's the west end of Newcastle. Going back, it was about 25 years ago. All right, that's how long ago it was. Uh, but, you know, it was nothing to be sleeping at night time and hear gunshots in the wool shed behind. I mean, it was just a really, really bad place. But I felt called to go to Newcastle. And I remember starting uh, serving in the church there and first weekend I got to the door and um, um, just grabbed the pamphlets and started handing out pamphlets. And during the course of the next few months I was on the visitation team. I'd go and do a stack of visiting with people having coffees and teas and all that sort of stuff. And then um, about a a year in the pastor, David Schaefer, many of you know David, um, said that he felt that God was calling me to lead the new Christians class. And I want to say this morning, I, I, I was not a career servant, you know, not a career politician, not a career servant. I was, I, my, my thought about you know, how far I could go in the kingdom of God was like, I just want to serve, amen. But I remember when he called me um, to, to lead the New Christians class, I, I had such incredible thoughts about how could I ever do it. You know, I I, I was fearful about the thought of, of leading a small group of people each week and speaking to their lives and being responsible for their growth and stuff like that. But I found that as I stepped up and into the call, I started to feel emboldened. I started to feel empowered. I started to feel encouraged in the role that God had for me. Amen? See, when you feel called, there's a sense of anticipation. It emboldens you. And I want to show you today that you were called to something different. We want to speak about that this morning. When we talk about calling, a lot of times people sort of kind of wonder, well, what am I called to? Uh, what does God want me to do? Well, today I want to show you three different kinds of callings this morning, and we want to spend a bit more of our time looking at the last calling that God has called us to. Is that all right with everyone? Give me a big smile. I'm starting to crack one as well. Firstly, the first call that God calls us to, number one, if you're taking notes, is this. God calls us to the eternal call of Christ. The first calling is the eternal call of Christ. The truth today is that the Holy Spirit is working everywhere all around the world. He's wanting to win people to Christ. He's wanting to woo people. He's wanting to draw people to Jesus Christ. He's around the globe today. He's creating a spiritual hunger for spiritual things because it's God's will that no one should perish. Amen. God wants everyone to say yes to the extended invitation of grace Through Jesus. And when Peter writes about calling, he knew what it was to be called by Jesus. He knew that. Remember the story in Luke chapter 5? They'd been out fishing all night. Jesus rocks up in the morning, and what does he say to them? Throw your nets to the other side. Peter says, Well, Master, we've been uh, fishing all night. We've caught nothing, but any, nevertheless, at your word, Peter had caught. Um, As a result of obeying Jesus, such a miraculous catch of fish that he recognized that this was no ordinary man. He recognized that Jesus was a holy man. Peter fell down to his feet and Jesus said to him, uh, Peter said to him, Get away from me, Jesus, because I'm a sinful person in Luke chapter 5. And Jesus said to him, Hey, from now on, you'll no longer just fish for, for fish. Now you'll be a fisher of men. Come and follow me. Jesus called Peter where he was to become a follower of Jesus. So the first calling is the eternal calling to follow Jesus Christ. Hopefully, every one of us in this building uh, have received that calling. Amen? If you haven't, there's good opportunity for you to do that at some time in our next 15, 20 minutes together. So Peter knew clearly what we were called to leave, our own desires, and to devote our lives to following Jesus, like Mark said before, about denying yourself, picking up your cross and following him. Amen. So that's the first calling. The second calling is this. The second type of calling is what a lot of people get excited about, and this is what is deemed as a temporary call to an assignment. I was called to run the New Christians for a temporary time. I didn't run the New Christians for the whole time in the church there. I think I went from running the New Christians to running the Children's Church for a while. People don't believe that. To running the youth ministry for a season as well. I had an opportunity to serve in all those particular areas, but I never sort of stayed in that area. In fact, we won't stay in this position forever either. Amen? God will move us on and someone else will come into the season. But the second area is a temporary call to an assignment. You feel called to study something at uni. You feel called to be a nurse. You feel called to be a teacher. You feel called to go on a mission trip. You feel called to be a certain part of, go to a certain part of the world to make a difference. This is the second calling, a call to an assignment. The third calling that we want to spend some time with uh, together this morning around the Word of God out of First Peter chapter uh, two and three. Uh, the third call uh, God calls us to is many that many people overlook. But this is something our God is calling us to in our lives if we're a follower of Jesus Christ. And the third calling is this. It's a daily call to a different standard. The third calling that God calls us to is a daily call to a different standard. A daily call to a different standard. Our God is calling us to live at a different standard. When we think of calling, we tend to think of the do. What am I called to? to do, but God starts with the who before He gets to do the do. Our God is more concerned with who you are before He's concerned with what you do. (laughs) Good thought, very good thought. Listen to this, because if the who's not right, the do will never be right. God's concerned about the motives of our heart, our integrity. He's concerned with the who. The who leads to the do. In fact, I like to say it this way. You know who you are. Excuse me. When you know who you are, you'll know what to do. In fact, I want us to have a look at 1 Peter. If you want to open up your Bibles this morning, the book of 1 Peter, there's a a, a verse of scripture there we're going to have a look at in a moment. But uh, 1 Peter, Peter was writing uh, to a group of first century believers I say the book of Peter was written somewhere between 60 and 65 AD. Uh, there was an evil, um, an evil emperor at that time in Rome. His name was Nero. He was a sick, twisted man. What he did to Christians is just unforgivable. Rachel probably touch a little bit more on that next week. Uh, but he was sick and twisted. And Peter's writing this first group um, of se- first century believers um, that would have been tempted for them to forget who they were. Because they were going through such difficult times, it would have been easy for them just to turn their back on their faith and walk the other way. I've seen Christians leave their faith because they got upset with the pastor. These people were being burned alive. These people were being mauled by wild animals. So Peter identifies the need to help them to understand who they are. They'd be tempted to forget who they were because they were so hated. They were the most hated group of people in the entire area. If you think uh, Christians are hated in our part of the world today, the thought is this it's nothing compared to the persecution that these first century believers were under. The truth is, their persecution was within a society that had no idea who Jesus' followers really were. When they looked at the followers of Jesus in this... In this early um, um, century, this early uh, beginning of the church, they had no idea of who Jesus' followers were really meant to be like. They had some ideas, and I want to share with them, because we'll think that they're pretty comical this morning. Their misunderstandings were comical. In fact, a very common idea uh, that the skeptical word had about Jesus' followers at that time was this. There were three things. They thought that they were superstitious. They thought they were were insensuous. And they were cannibals. That's what they thought about the Christians in the writing of of the book of 1 Peter. Uh, True story, they were superstitious, they were incestuous, and they were cannibals. Superstitious, they thought, because there are all these miracles, and so they must be magicians, and Jesus was the chief magician. So they thought they were superstitious. They actually thought that Christians were incestuous because they had these things called love feasts. Come to my aguppy feast, my love feast. And who do you think came to the love feast but their brothers and sisters in Christ so that they thought that the early church was incestuous? Then they thought that they were cannibals because of the famous line that Jesus, their Savior, said, Take and eat my body which was broken for you. So the persecution towards these early believers was horrific and so misunderstood. They were so misunderstood. So here we have a world that hates Jesus' followers, wants them dead, completely misunderstands them. And the thought this morning is this. The truth for each of us is that we too need to be reminded of who we are. We don't face the same persecution of these early believers, but like they were misunderstood, there's a skeptical world today that looks at followers of Christ and calls us self-righteous, judgmental, intolerant bigots, hateful. You haven't even met me hello? You haven't even met me and you call me and you brand me all those things. And we can live under a, a sense of persecution, but before Peter tells them what they're called to do, he's going to remind them of who they actually are. So we're going to have a look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. The truth is this, if you want to know what you're called to do, first you start with an understanding of who you are. So Peter encouragingly um, reminds these people that are going through such perverse and cruel persecution about who they are. We need to be reminded about who we are as well. So Peter describes it to them in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He says this, and he's saying this to us this morning as well. You're ready for it today. He says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who were once not a people but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. Listen to the words that Peter uses to remind them of who they are and possibly to remind you of who you are this morning. Chosen, royal priesthood, back in those days that word would have meant so much more than it does today a holy nation, a special people called people of God. Hallelujah. That's us today. What did God do? God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We've been called, we've been chosen, we've been invited. We're no longer in darkness today. We are different. I pray this morning that a revelation of an understanding of who God's called us to be would illuminate our hearts help us to understand fully and truly what God has done for us through Jesus Christ amen that we are his special people not special but special people amen so here's Peter trying to help them to understand who they are in order to help them understand how they are to live the next verse, we see a call to a, a daily different standard because in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, listen to what it says. It says, Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners. In other words, this world is not our home. I like this place. Shell Harbour is just beautiful, especially when you're so gifted at fishing. It's just incredible. amazing but peter encourages them to say hey this world is not your home we're just passing through we're just on a journey we're pilgrims we're we're sojourners we're just traveling through you know this morning you might be here and going through a real difficult season you might be facing something that's just so so hard and so devastating hey look beyond now and look into what god has for you amen an eternal place of hope hallelujah we serve an amazing god so he says, "Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents to keep away from worldly desires that wage a uh, war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. That even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when He judges the world." Listen to this thought this morning: living properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Notice Peter doesn't say uh, here uh, first you have to convince them to believe like you believe. What is he saying? He says, we're going to show them what we believe by how we behave. What's the call? A daily call to a different standard. What's the call? A daily call to a different standard. We're going to show the world what we believe by how we behave. In other words, before I tell you first what I believe, I want to show you love in how I live. Peter says this, Living properly among your unbelieving neighbours. Then in verse 15, I love this, it goes on, it says, It's God's will, it's God's will for your life. Hear God's will. It's God's will that your honourable life should silence the ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. Love that thought. Here's what you and I are called to do daily, to live at a different standard. Amen? just about done. Four minutes in concluding. This is what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. He says, this is what you're called to do. He says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, do what Jesus' followers do. Repay them back with blessing. We don't retaliate insults when people insult us. Instead, we pay back with blessing. Yee! When someone asks us to go a mile, Jesus said we're meant to go Two miles. When someone asks for our shirts, we give them our jacket too. When someone, whenever someone curses us, we bless them back. When someone hates us, we pray for them and we show love because we're called to something different. We're called, and when you know who you are, you know what you're meant to do as well. If we could just have the musicians, that would be great. A worship team. called to have a daily different standard. Amen? Peter helps them understand who they are and then helps them to understand what they're meant to do. The thought is this this morning. I don't have an assignment, this temporary calling. I have a daily assignment to live differently. God's called me to daily let the light of Jesus shine. I'm called to daily show the love of God. And here's what I hope each of us, every one of us understand. We are all on call. Every day we are all on call. Therefore, you're on call to love someone when they're in need. You're on call to give when someone has need. If someone, an old lady in your street, her lawnmower's broken down, she can't get her lawns mowed. Guess what? You've just started a mowing ministry. Boom! You're on call. If someone's in the grocery store, in the little short in front of you to pay money, and you might have an extra twenty bucks. Guess what? I've just entered the grocery ministry because I'm on call to meet a need. That's what God's called us to do. Amen. If there's someone who's being bullied, if there's a group of people being left out, guess what? I'm on call. We're all being called to live a daily different standard. Amen? Every day. Understanding who we are so that we then can work out what it is that we're meant to do. Let's bow our heads this morning as we conclude. Father, I just pray today that you would give us the eyes to see the needs of the people around us. Father, I pray as we go about this week, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for all your provision. Thank you for all that you've given us, you've entrusted to us. But Lord, we thank you today that you're calling us for more. You're calling us to live a daily different standard. You're calling us to live at a higher level than those that are around us. Help us this week to be used by you. Help us to meet the needs of others. Help us to share the love of Jesus with those that are in our street, in our workplace, in our homes, wherever it may be. God, you've called us to be different, and we thank you today for that. Well, every head's bowed and eyes closed this morning, if you're here today and you've never received that eternal call to follow Christ, you've never made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, if you haven't asked him to forgive you of your sin, If you know this morning that you're not right with God, you're away from God, while every head's bowed and eyes closed, I would love to give you an opportunity to respond this morning simply by leading you in a prayer. And if that is you this morning, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, would you raise your hand quickly to heaven and say, God, that's me. I want to be saved today. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior this morning. Just as I look around, people here this morning need to receive, need to ask him today for his saving grace. Lord, we so thank you. So thank you. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. Well, amen.